I'm just thinking about now. I got that BFI thing. It's like all these amazing classic bit. And the first thing we watched was that. It's like, yeah, <laughs> worth it. That's just classic us. Yeah, it is. That, that's so us. And it's like, oh, where do I recognise that guy from? Deep Blue C two. Of course I do. <laughs> For fuck's sake, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom, it's one half of the Omcast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello, in the same room. Yeah. Way. Coming at you in crisp stereo. Crisp bubble stereo. Oh, yeah. Tonight we're talking about the much delayed book adaptation, Chaos Walking, starring Tom Holland and Daisy Bigley and directed by Doug Lyman. Yes. Yeah. So, also starring Mads Mickelson. Also, Mads Mickelson, David O'Yellowo. Uh, Nick Jonas, um, yeah, who out? Loads of people uh, in this. Um, a race of aliens that we don't hear much about because um, they're not that important, apparently. No. Um, oh, shit, who else was it? Cynthia Irvo. Where have I seen her before? We oh, the Outsider. That's what I know her from. The Outsider. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. We're talking about this film. <laughs> We're talking about this. Yep. this is a um, this is a much delayed film. That was, it, like it was originally due to come out. I looked this up the other day. It was supposed to come out in March 2019. Yeah, and it got delayed and delayed. And at one point, apparently, it was deemed to be. It was even before that, wasn't it? Because it was mm. they bought the rights to it in 2012, like not long after. They bought the rights to it before the book series had finished yeah well that's the thing it was Lionsgate bought it up and Lionsgate are known for making these like you know YA novel adaptations so it was masterpiece like, yeah exactly so it was like they were like this is going to be the new Hunger Games oh no 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 this is going to be the new Divergent oh yeah because that one worked out really well yeah. didn't it didn't, didn't you end up finishing that on TV or something it or didn't did you, even do that or did they just stop making them it just stopped because no one gave a shit yeah they just put out a trailer in cinema that went there's a book go and read that instead yeah <laughs> Um, so that's what they were intending to do with this um, it got delayed firstly because of like yeah negative review well negative screen tests and, and issues yeah. and then they were basically trying to get everyone back for reshoots <laughs> but unfortunately they had cast these two actors who were very much in demand so when they were trying to do reshoots they had to schedule it with Tom Holland doing all his Marvel stuff and making the next Spider-Man movie yeah. and Daisy Ridley was making um, Rise of Skywalker well, this because this was shot in 2016. Yeah, so it was meant to come out like in terms of their careers, it would have come out between their so after he would have done Far from uh, he would after have done their debut. Yeah, he would have done Homecoming, mm. and this would have come out, and this would have been his next like big blockbuster off the back of that. Yeah, and then I think for Daisy Ridley, it would have been yeah, it would have been before uh, no, it would have been just after it would have been after um, the Last Jedi, but before Rise of Skywalker. Mm. So it was meant to be right at the height of the, so that that's part of the reason why they were cast, no doubt, is that it's all yeah. at the height of their fame. Also, they were much more affordable then. Yeah, exactly. That's true. That's very true. Because <laughs> uh, that's one thing that I did want to sort of say was, you couldn't get this cast now. No. No, 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 no absolutely not. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that actually. Yeah, you're right. But like the cast is is crazy because it's just. It's such a waste. <laughs> yeah, I mean, overall, what were your feeling? Chaos Walking. Ugh. It wasn't very good. But it, the thing is, it wasn't awful. No. 
it's just not very good. No. Yeah. And it's just, it's a four or five out of ten. Yeah. It's not an appalling, badly made anything. It's just, there's, and it's, I don't know. I think maybe I should have saved some of the forgiveness that I had for this, for like Justice League, but like, it's very obvious, like there are horrible reshoot things yeah, yeah. in there, yeah, and stuff. But yeah, overall, it's like it's just it's not very good. No, it just, and for me, it just it screams of and as usual, as is always the case here, the book. Tom's read the book. I haven't read the book. <laughs> it happens yeah. every time, and we'll see differences between the book and Tom. Tom will be able to explain some of that. But from my point of view, look, just watching it as a movie, knowing that it was originally a book, it is blatantly obvious that that's what it is. Yeah. Because there are all these characters that they like clearly have to put in because they're in the book, but they don't get fleshed out or actually dealt with. And and same with the concepts, ideas, and all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the stuff they talk about is like these are all interesting things, but you're not giving any of the time to actually dedicate to them. Um, because just to talk about briefly the premise of what this film is is. Like I say, YA um, type story, it's a sci-fi sort of spin on that, in that the idea is that they are, it's a group of um, early settlers on a, on a new planet. Who, new who, Earth. Or New Earth, wherever it is. Um, oh, new World. New World, they call it, don't they? Set like 200 years in the future. And on landing on this planet, they find that men's thoughts are projected out from their own, from their heads in this sort of psychedelic swirl of it is an, an imagery thing that you can both see and hear so you can hear and see yeah. everything that a bloke is thinking but you can't women aren't affected by it well yeah because the the initial demonstration of it is that there are no women yeah initially there are, there are no women and then as as the roles that you then we're introduced to daisy ridley daisy, daisy ridley's character turns the only up. women yeah and it causes a big stir because she's the only woman around the idea is that she's come from a large ship full of thousands of people who are like coming from Earth, mm-hmm. who are now trying to settle on these planets. What originally started out as like these scouting parties that were there to go like yeah. lay the groundwork on these planets that we think might be inhabitable, and then the big ships with all the population mm-hmm. turn up later, and then and that's it really. But like the interesting ideas in that, like the idea of just all your thoughts laid bare to someone and how that changes people's interpretation relationships like yeah and they touch on it in little tiny bits like you get you know when he's sat having his like his adopted family they ask how his day was all he has to do is think back to a memory that he had and he can show them how his day was yeah and little things like that and how there's there's no hiding between one another and there's no when people have conversations with one another is like don't show him that it hurts when you pushed him over yeah it's like, i can see everything you're thinking you fucking yeah. idiot like that's really interesting yeah but they don't spend enough time to actually get into it properly. No, and they, they don't at all. And it's and the reason that because it, it's not a short book. No, but the film is like an hour and a half. Yeah, and I, it suffers for it. You feel that it's just clipping away, going through yeah. all the motions, and like all of this needs to be more time. It needs to mm. be like two and a half hours, or you know, properly get into yeah, some yeah. of this stuff. And and for a fact, for a film that's as short as it is, it's really ploddy in places. Yeah, like. There are points and you're just like, the film just grinds to a halt when they turn up, spoilers, when they turn up at a town. Yeah. 
And then it suddenly, and then they're like, oh yeah, we're doing all of this stuff now. And then they're like, everyone's got to run. You've got to run now. You've got to run. You go run, run, run. And now it then just grinds to a halt again. Yeah. And it just, things just don't really happen. Yeah. You can tell that, like say, the reshoot stuff, particularly towards the back end. God, like, yeah. You can, you can see, I think they're both wearing very obvious wigs. Yeah. Um, and it's just, and like, mysteriously, a lot of the cast seems to just disappear. Like, <laughs> when that's mixed final confrontation with Mads Mikkelsen where are all his where's his posse there where's his army his army they, are they oh, they're just waiting over there oh okay because you just you, couldn't, you couldn't get all them back for reshoots could you no okay obviously right yeah fair enough yeah. like and um, uh, and how are you gonna defeat um your, the, the, the final boss he's gonna fall in a hole just push him over just push 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 him down yeah and it's just it's such a shame because there are yeah I, interesting ideas in it, you know. There yeah. are like, like I said, the, the whole idea of men projecting their thoughts out all the way, and there's this sort of underlying thing that goes right all the way through it with Tom Holland's character, where he keeps sort of just you hear his internal monologue constantly, and he's saying things like he's trying to suppress feelings and just go for like he's been taught that deal with the problem by violence. Yeah, you know, this toxic masculinity and be a man. He keeps repeating that be a man. And it's like, that's really interesting. And it's like, and that, then you find out, obviously it leads on to why there aren't any women around anymore, what happened, how men deal with the idea of just every thought they had being on display. Really yeah. interesting. Doesn't get talked about, really. No. Um, and neither does, like, because the, the story that Tom Holland's been told is that there's a race of aliens on this planet that are the indigenous people, if you like, yeah. Like humanoid, and we come across one at one point, and there's a confrontation, and that's it. Yeah, I'm like, can we not talk about them a little bit? Like, but yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it's difficult to say without getting too much into sort of spoiler territory, really. But yeah, there's a lot of yeah, like, we're going through, <laughs> and there's just not so much going on because the plot is that like she's the first woman. And then she ends up at the town, and yeah. then everybody's like, "Oh shit, well, we need to get this." But then they don't explain that as part of the plot. They just like they want to get the woman, and they're yeah. like, "Why?" And they're like, "We're gonna get the woman." And yeah, they're like, they just... "Yeah, but you had the woman." Like, "Yeah, but we're gonna get her." But what are you gonna do? We're gonna follow you. Is like, like they never yeah. explain. There's no motivation to anything. It vaguely like. explains like he's he's threatened by the thought of her bringing everyone all her ship. Like he doesn't want her to come to her ship. Yeah. Because then they'll turn up, and he seems to think that they'll take everything away from them. And they're like the pioneers, and then once you know, once all the the massive settlers come, they'll take away everything that we've built. Yeah. Stuff. That's what that's his propaganda that he's trying to project. And again, that's quite an interesting idea. Like Mads Mikkelsen's character. Like the fact that he's risen up and become this leader because he's better, he's able to control his noise, as they call it, his yeah. projection better than anyone else, and he can like influence other people by and like he how he literally does Jedi mind tricks because you can do that. Everyone, you can see what everyone's thinking at any given time. Yeah, that's interesting. His relationship with his son could have been interesting, but they just didn't really do anything with it. It's just mm, Nick Jonas is here. Nick Jonas is in it, and it's his son. Has he got it. a character? No. And then the other thing they, that I feel like they, what they could have done is like, and this would have pissed off a lot of the book fans, I'm sure, but they could have like amalgamated both him and the preacher into one character. Yeah. Potentially, because the thing with the, the preacher, again, they've got David Oyelowo, 
and has some amazing like intensity in his performance that he that he brings. But it never goes anywhere. No. <laughs> Why? He's very this very devout, crazy like. Yeah, preacher man who li- exists in this world the way you can see what everyone's thinking constantly. Yeah. Which is an interesting idea. Like, how could you hide your sin from a preacher when he can see inside your thoughts? Yeah. Like, that's, that's an yeah, interesting yeah. idea. Let's do something with it. No, I can <clears throat> <laughs> But also, he's like, um, sort of saying, oh, oh, you know, like, I'm cleansed through my sins are this and but you could never tell what the fuck is because half it is all projected through it's all projected through mad garbled nonsense like he's never given any sort of motivation other than he's a crazed man yeah pretty much again like Aaron as he is in the in the book is this omnipresent like threat yeah like you never know like He's an expert tracker, like because he's obviously on this planet for a reason. Yeah, but he happens to be like their religious leader as well. Yeah, and the fact that he can fire and brimstone that he actually believes because of his faith, because you think that somebody's faith in that being projected outward is a scary thing. That would, is yeah, scary yeah, as yeah. fuck. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and it's like really going to cause like people to rally behind him, and. Like, he is this figure. That, like, he is a bit in this. Like, he's this Terminator-esque, like, he's always on their tail. Just, but there's just, a big difference in the book, yeah. which is really misused here. Yeah, he's just some sort of crazy, non-giving-up school guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, I, it's such a shame. And, it's, uh, and again, David Yellow, massively wasted. Yep. Mads Mikkelsen... It's fine, but wasted. Yeah, like compared to horribly wasted. Um, and Tom Holland is fine and d- mm-hmm. does the best he can, and he's fairly likable. Daisy Ridley is Daisy. Ridley. Daisy Ridley turned up. She was there for a day. For and and then what's really annoying is that <laughs> are you going to go around about Daisy Ridley? Now? No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm just going to say what's really annoying about it is. There's so much that they could have explored yeah. with her. But they just chose not to. Yeah. And there's so much that they could have added in there. Yeah, like they could have... That they like, just chose not to. Like they tell her... Like she tells her story in terms of, oh, I was... You know, I've been on the ship for... I was born on the ship. I've never... Like... Again, that's not... It was some nice stuff that happened early. Like early on when they, the pair of them going on the run and still starting to get to know each other. He's like... This this guy who's lived you know lived by the knife sort of thing and been is like a hunter tracker and yeah. she's lived in this in, like sterile spaceship environment and doesn't like she's never seen rain before mm. and like that idea of those two kind of world experiences coming together is an interesting sort of yeah. sci-fi con and they skirt around the edges of it there's like one or two conversations and then that's it yeah and it's like oh, that's such an interesting idea yeah. it's like how would you, like she wouldn't know how to deal with being cold or how to deal whereas that's what, and then for him, it's like, do you know how weird it is for me that I don't know what you're? Yeah. The idea, like, and then you get that paranoia of she hates me, she hates me, she thinks I'm shit, she thinks I'm shit. That negative, yeah, which is a, a massively true thing, yeah, that, that like young men deal with, and it's just like, yeah, like everybody just like, and you in the, and they never once even say it in this. Hmm. So it's referred to as a crushing silence. 
Right. Because everything on that planet. Yeah. So one thing that the one major major difference is all of the animals in so all of the people and the animals when they land it's a, a disease. Yeah. So they don't they all become infected with it. So within days of landing on the planet all the men's thoughts start manifesting. Yeah. But one major difference all the animals start talking. Oh shit, right. What but animals were they brought? Yeah. It's not the animals that were already there. No, everything makes noise. Right, okay. Um but um so everything makes noise, so it's like it's it's supposed I don't know if it's like a side condition or something, mm. or whatever it is. But so Manchi, for example, is a character who talks to Todd. Yeah. And is really fucking irritating at the start because all he wants to do, as you hear right at the start, is eat and poo. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, you know, and then he's always always pestering Todd about something. But it's But like- then like all the animals, so yeah. like the sheep that are in there, but but depending on the the intelligence of the animals, depends on how the they talk. Of their... right, okay. So a dog can talk and can interact and have these situations. And horses are not that bright, but still understand a few things. Where a sheep just say sheep, <laughs> they just go, they just say sheep, 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 because <laughs> they don't know what to say. But then like they're going through. They're going through the woods, and they'll be here like, hungry teeth, teeth, hungry flesh, hunger, 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 eat, eat. <laughs> and then, um, they're like, oh, oh shit, there's like a crocodile nearby. Yeah. And then they'll be like, uh, they'll be like somebody. They'll, they'll hear a question. They'll be like, food, food, <laughs> food, and it's birds. Yeah. And birds are like, and th- there's a really funny point when they're talking about bird song. And he talks about it because he's like, it's really irritating. But in our world, birdsong's quite lovely and quite nice. And you're like, oh, birds are singing in the trees. Yeah. And all you can hear with birdsong is sex. <laughs> They're just shouting sex. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like... It's, just like, it's like going to a nightclub. Yeah. Right. But imagine if <laughs> imagine being at a nightclub and everyone just projected out their one thought yeah. of what they wanted to happen. That's kind of what's happening there. Yeah. <laughs> And they do, and they explain that like Viola has this crushing sound, which is how he discovers it. Of, like, he's in the woods, and suddenly there's Everything nothing. Everything goes quiet, All right? And yeah. he's like, "I don't know what this is." Yeah, like he can feel the absence of sound. It's like oh, oh yeah, yeah, like an absence of noise. And it's not, it's not that there isn't anything. It's just he can't detect that sound. So it's that everybody else can tune into their stuff, but they can't tune into the women's. Yeah. And the women can't tune into them, so there's an absence of it. But they don't explain that. No. They're just like, she doesn't do it. No, women don't do it. Men do. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's it's one of those... It's similar to like... Because it was always said that it was like unfilmable. Unfilmable, yeah. It, is, it feels like it's one of those, like, it reminds me a bit of Annihilation and things like that. Yeah. It, this, the concepts they're playing with are so abstract, and they're so... Like, like this, there is chaotic. It's an appropriate title for it because if you think about just how would you actually try and have that amount of noise, quite literally, yeah. it would just be unwatch. Maybe it would be unwatchable. Maybe that's maybe that's what it was to begin with. Yeah. 
That's what's crazy about it. Think about it. People talk, called it unwatchable and it was an absolute mess and they went yeah. back and did reshoots. Maybe it's because they made it closer to the book. Maybe. And they had to pull it back. Well, it may have well have been. But I mean, because yeah, I mean, we were just saying that, yeah, the, the screenwriter, the writer of the book has a screenplay credit. Yeah. So it's not like he didn't have any and he just sold his soul and they made some crap version of his film. Yeah. And that's another thing I want to say about it, is that um, Charlie Kaufman, like, very well known, like, yeah, writer, uh, like, sort of screenwriter. So it's like Sin and Docky New York adaptation, being John Malkovich, Anomalisa, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind, all of these, like, fairly high concept things. Yeah. He was involved in this at one point and had a go at the screenplay. No credit. Oh, really? Because he just, obviously, what he put in was not what they wanted. What they wanted, yeah, and it's fairly high concept, but it's explained in a really simple because it is a YA fiction, book, yeah. But it's like, don't I feel like so many missed opportunities in there because yeah. the main thing of the book is like the knife, so the knife is like uh, a symbol throughout the whole book, yeah. Is you know, the first thing he always does is he grabs the knife, yeah. he's always got the knife in his hand whenever there's something happening. But when push comes to shove, he can't do it. He can't kill. Yeah. Like, he's given, like, these opportunities to kill. And things would be better if he did. Like, they would get away. Like, the sun catches up with them. Yeah. And catches them out. And then they're like, oh, God, what are we doing? And they tie him up. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? you going to kill me? You can't do that. And his thoughts, you can hear him saying, I need to do this. I must do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. And he... And he Whereas in the, yeah, okay, and in the film, he's killing left, right, and centre. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, in the openings, he, he kills one of the bugs up the tree, and then there's also a scene with the horse. Yeah. Which takes the horse out, so it's like, he'll yeah. kill out of dying, so that's a... He fun... kills, like, one of these <clears throat> river snakes. Yeah, the river snake thing, yeah, that happens. And like, then, yeah, and then the he first has thing a... he does, is the, the, they see the... Spackle. The spackle. Spackle, whatever. They... He, the, fun, he yeah. just fucking goes for it straight yeah. away, and stabbing so it. So it feels like it's a completely different character from what's yeah. in the book, then. It is absolutely like there's so much innocence in Todd in the book that he wants to be this guy, yeah, because he's raised to see that as what it should be, yeah. But the more I got to the end of the book, and the message I took away from it is like, there's a whole thing in there about like religious, like fundamentalism, yeah, and about people, like there's like an IS or an ISIS vibe, yeah, to what's going on. Well, I can see why that because there's like a whole out. propaganda. But it would be think it would work. No, they don't like because that. you're like radical, like talking about like people being radicalized, mm. and America loves that. America loves to talk about how they're being brainwashed by. Yeah, but not if it's like they're going to church and stuff. Not well, if it's exactly. like, not if it's their kind of radicalization <clears throat> like that. I think they could. Yeah, they'll twist it for the. It's the. I think what they ended up with in the film is that look how bad toxic masculinity is, and then when he starts to open up to Viola, he's a better person for yeah. it. And so that's the the route they went down, rather than mentalism. Yeah, but like um, a horribly misunderstood, yeah, sort of side of it. Yeah, because it's yeah, but like even there's like there's so many like internal inconsistencies as well because they're like, oh, we don't let men and women sleep in the same areas because because men make too much noise while they sleep. Men make too much noise, and he's like, does he always do that? It's like. 
You're 18 at least. Yeah. You've had this is all you've ever known. Yeah. Of course he always fucking does yeah, that. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. who who are you talk talking to? What? Yeah. Yeah. And then they've introduced like this thought form piece, yeah. like the force projection sort of thing. Is that not in the book at all? No. No. <laughs> like you can project things, yeah. but not they're not fucking holograms. Yeah. You're not getting dozens of women who have n- who's never seen yeah, exactly. being projected. Yeah. And maybe that happens in book two and three, but I don't know. But yeah, yeah it just felt really silly. Yeah. Like the snake just, thing. Yeah. That's right at the start of this is something that he does right at the end of the book. Yeah. And he only does it to spook the horse because the horse is really confused. The horse just wants to run. Mm. And the horse is like, run, fight, attack, run, fight, yeah. run, 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 yeah. run, because it's an idiot. <laughs> and he starts shouting snake, like, at the horse. And the horse goes, snake, and then bolts. And then Junior falls off the horse. Okay. But, yeah, it's fucked. And, yeah, like, they don't explain the whole, like, Manchi just... It's a dog. It's just a dog. Yeah. And he's always moaning about the dog. And then he forgets about the dog for a while until the dog gets killed. Mm. Spoilers. Yeah. But, yeah. Bit disappointing. Yeah, shame. Like, it, yeah, they should have expanded on it more. And I'll say it again. I've said it so many times. Should have been a series. Yeah. <laughs> they could have done a really good Netflix series of this. Mm-hmm. Um, just this as a season one, this is the season one arc. And everything takes, you know, follows roughly the same trajectory where you spend more time with each of the characters and you understand what their motivations are yeah. and because of the part of me I was like watching it thinking to myself that there were certain characters where it was like okay maybe they don't get because I know they're setting up a fran- this is meant to be setting up a franchise setting up a trilogy at least yeah so maybe we'll get more of that in book two or, or in what they hope to be the second book yeah. and then it turns out no some of those characters just die yeah so it was like well what the fuck was the point of that then so what a waste why have you bothered doing that yeah and then just although even just the way that the film ends on a really abrupt note and it's just like this is just getting interesting this is like i feel like there should be another hour now yeah of what's going to happen next like and then it just stops (laughs) it just just cuts to black i'm just oh are we oh we're done are we okay i wasn't like massively invested but i was something the the most interesting film and thing in the film was about to just happen <laughs> yeah. and then you just stopped making the film because yeah. you decided that it was done and it's like oh just do it just finish it that's it it's done it's done no it's finished I don't care if you got any more to go in it's, like, it's oh, done fuck, it's done right like and and that feels exactly like what the way this is, it's been now finally been released as well because obviously we've had the delays and the delays then they then they had the pandemic on top of that yeah. delayed it even further and they they know they don't have a hit on their hands they just they so they've quickly just shoved it out into cinemas and we watched it via you can rent it on all the different yeah. streaming platforms so we watched it through that which is the only way you can watch stuff at the moment in the UK because all the cinemas are closed stop spoiling king kong for us yeah that's another thing we'll mention right now we're talking about Chaos Walking and not talking about Kong vs. Godzilla because we're both making the stand that we will not watch Kong vs. Godzilla <laughs> until we can see it at the, the IMAX. Yeah. Or a cinema at least. Yeah. So if that means we have to wait for six more weeks, then that is what it is. But in the meantime, there are some other things like Chaos Walking coming out. 
which we don't care as much about. No. And it's not even that. Just King, you can't watch Kong versus Godzilla at home. Come on. No. Listen to the title. <laughs> Listen to what it is. I don't care how big your fucking TV is. It's not as good as watching it at the cinema. It just isn't. Um, that's our our stance. That's our editorial stance on Kong, Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Um, but we thought we'd give a go. Um, yeah. And like you said, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it was just a a masterclass in wasted opportunities, I think is the best way you can yeah. describe it. It's just wasted talent into the cast, wasted talent, wasted ideas in terms of what concepts they were playing with, just yeah. wasted even the the you know skill of the director because it's Doug Lyman who directed it. Yeah. Who's made some great films. He's made like Edge of Tomorrow or Live Die Repeat, depending on like which is yeah. an absolute underrated fucking classic. An absolute banger. He's also and he, he always gets overlooked for this, but he's the guy who gave us the Bourne series. Yeah, he, I was going to ask about that. Yeah, it was he, him, so wasn't he it? made Bourne the Bourne Identity. Yeah, and he set the template and set the style for that movie. And Ross then came in and made the second two films in those trilogy. Yeah, so everyone's about Paul Greengrass being the the Jason the Bourne guy. But they forget that it was Doug Lyman that sent the ball identity and like genuinely changed action movies for like a decade. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, because... even like Falcon and Winter Soldier that was yeah. just... Oh yeah, owes the, a lot the, to ball. The last, uh, latest episode of that especially yeah. it was... And and yeah, and then all the other Marvel movies, like the other um, Captain America movies, Bond changed its yeah. exactly the way it did because of Bourne did stuff like uh mr and mrs smith yeah like he's got but then he also jumper did jumper <laughs> and so yeah, i yeah. think chaos walking probably goes on that pile yeah. with jumper. he also did the most 1999 film of all what was that go never heard it well i was well never mind how old i was at that <laughs> but yeah i 37. was really into that film because i was like hey it's about cool young people being cool and like people doing drugs the hacking into the mainframe. No, but it's um, like young people who like work in shops, going out and having a party weekend, and then all getting caught up in yeah like a crime cave. Like Katie Holmes, Timothy Oliphant, yeah, um, Scott Wolf. Because that's the other. That's one. a really bizarre. Looking back on it, that's a bizarre cast. But then that's the other one that he's directed, which is in there, which is weird. It's Swingers. Yeah. He directed Swingers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at his lineup of films. It's fucking mad. It's crazy, isn't it? It's bad. Oh, he did Locked Down. Yeah. That's the film I started to watch. I couldn't do it. <sighs> yeah. He's doing the Splinter Cell film. Is he, though? Oh, I don't know. Off the back of this? No, I don't know. Is that the Splinter Cell film starring Tom Hardy? Because I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> They've been talking about that for fucking years. That's a lot of... Yeah. Yeah. Just like that John. Hey, there's a film that he did called I Just Want My Pants Back. Oh, oh dear. Oh, cool. Oh dear. Anyway. Yeah, we've got distracted. But... We've got distracted. Is there anything else we want to say about Chaos Walking? Don't watch it. Yeah, not worth it. No, it's not, I mean, not like especially not at the moment when it's like 16 quid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when it's if it's on a streaming platform for free, then that's something. Yeah, yeah, if it comes up on, it. yeah, if it comes up on Netflix, or if it had been released on Netflix, we'd be more favourable towards it. But like, yeah. if you're going to watch a, you know, after some Tom Holland, this is films that we've yeah. no, we so like in the last year for Tom Holland, we had um, the Dev- Devil all the time, Cherry, and now this. And of those three, 
this is by far the most commercial, but it's also by far the worst. <laughs> like so. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so take from that what you will. Uh, he can stuff outside of genre filmmaking, yeah. and he can bring really good performances in Devil All the Time and in Cherry. But so far, his own sort of commercials, you know, mainstream success has still just been Peter Parker. Yeah. So I think the the next challenge for him is going to be Uncharted. Yes. Will that work? I do want to see him in charge. I want to see him do something normal. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't want to see super, but I also don't want to see super gritty. I'd like something in the middle. Yeah. Where it's like, not an overly dramatic role, but I'd like like him to be in some sort of normal thriller. Where I can see Tom Holland doing a normal thing on a normal day. Yeah. Rather than... Being a superhero. Or shooting his guts out as a crack addict. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, he's a very charismatic guy. And yeah. and like, and like and that's putting him up against Daisy Ridley in this showcases that massively. Yeah. Um, And it just, he needs that right vehicle for it. Mm-hmm. I, not to say that Spider-Man isn't it, but he, no. he's got more to him. He's got definitely got more to him. And I will say, there are like, you know, this isn't like kicking Daisy Ridley. Like, she's... She's not charismatic in this film, and she's woefully wasted. Yeah, because she is quite funny in other things. She's quite funny. She's quite dark as well. Yeah, but none of that's put to use here, and either of those things could have been used. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I think this one more than anything is down. And I've said this with her performances in the Star Wars films as well. It's more to do with the scripts. Yeah. than it is her performance because there are moments in those films and in this where you see it shine through there's a bit of a spark there where yeah. like I say she can be funny or she can be wherever she needs to be but the scripts don't always allow for that yeah um, and that might you know speak to more of just the you know you look at the pair of them in terms of their trajectories as you know they're both young British stars who mm-hmm. made their way in these huge franchise films and Tom has a lot more opportunity to show us what he can do than Daisy really has maybe that's just because of the way the industry is, there are more opportunities for men than there are for women. Yeah, probably. I mean, she's often going to be typecast, but especially she's going to have like the Luke Skywalker effect yeah. as well, isn't she? Because front and centre of this, and what's she working on next? Like we yeah, all know exactly. that Tom Holland's like working on another thing. And... Yeah, well, he's sold his soul, soul to Sony, so they've got him yeah. locked for the next twenty years. But then Daisy Ridley, is she going to have the Hamill effect? She's not going to do anything for... They've talked. They've actually talked about her and something they asked her about in interviews for this was um, playing uh, Spider-Woman, Jessica, right. Jessica Drew. Okay. And she said, yeah, I'm, I really want that, basically. She's really up for that. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see if that ever comes to something. Because it would be interesting, like, again, if she came into Marvel, that might be another... Yeah, it might be interesting. And you think that... But like, I will say, like, you know, you see her in stuff like... Um, murder on the Orient. I'm just that. flat in that as yeah. well. You just and like I've never. There are a couple of times in the Star Wars films where you start to see a strong performance, but then so much of the rest of it is just really flat. Yeah, or really wooden. Well, like, like, there, are, those... there are points she could be like a very dramatic actress. Yeah. You know, she could have been like the Sierra. Forgotten her surname from Cherry, the girl Sierra. Oh yeah, yeah. Whatever um... what her surname is. But either, she could do something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do that or like, but yeah, it's it's one of those. I feel like like Star Wars is a great example of it because you know that every scene where she's good, and I'm just thinking back to it now when she's with Adam Driver. Yeah, there are certain when there are actors who like 
they're like more stage actors and they are better when they have other actors in the room who elevate their performance mm-hmm. and she's exactly one of them at this point in her career she is anyway yeah. you know you know six years ago she was at drama school for Christ's sake you know what I mean? exactly. <laughs> like, so like and now it, now she get yeah when she gets her in a scene with Adam Driver and and everything the sparks are flying and it's just it's like you know the throne room scene in The Last Jedi or any of those so like yeah I don't know yeah. but anyway, but anyway. Rich, um, we'll look for some other stuff to do and we'll find something to do over the next couple of weeks but then what we will be doing definitely as well is in a couple of weeks time we will be able to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier Yes, because it will be wrapping up. We're at episode four at this point. Two more mm-hmm. left, and then we'll do a full breakdown of the whole, season, um, similar to what we did with One Division. Um, so we'll talk about that, and then it won't be long until the actual cinemas open, and we'll go and see Kong, and we'll go and see whatever the hell else they're putting out. Anything, we'll anything. Go and see all of it. Yep. Go and see Step Up Nine. Oh God, it's not a thing, is it? I don't know. I don't know. But we're not going to see Fast and Furious now. That's been delayed again. Good. <laughs> Indefinitely. Anyway, we, we, we're going to try. <laughs> there are more things coming out that are coming out as well. Yeah. So we're going to try and like decent things that are starting to come out as well. So we'll try and watch some of them and avoid some of the crap stuff that we're starting to see come out as well. Like we just saw the trailer of that new Melissa McCarthy thing on um, oh, Netflix. Like, we're, I'm going to tell you guys right now, we're not watching that. We're just not doing no. it. Life's too short. We're not doing it. Um, so we watched this one so you don't have to it wasn't the worst experience of the world but don't bother and we'll see you on whatever the next one is bye boy <laughs> that's very abrupt yeah almost like almost like chaos walking it's like oh look that's what the, it's going for all the humans are here end Hang on, how how are the indigenous aliens going to react to this? Doesn't matter. Fuck them. Well, we what, don't care. Well, what about all the male the the male settlers that are on that ship? Are they not going to have that? We don't care. We don't care. I, it looks like they're like building a city, like a prefabricated city. <laughs> That's interesting. We don't care. Fucking crazy. I don't understand why you would make this film. <laughs> oh my god.